We've packed away the cobwebs and plastic skeletons and now we're all wearing those compulsory poppies. This must mean we're so close to Blackpool that I can practically taste the salt and vinegar. We're presumably also getting rid of the comedy dancers who aren't that good. No, we're not. We're keeping them whether the public vote for them or not. Oh, okay. Welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. And tonight I'm joined by Meg. Hello. Vicky. Hello. And Emily. Hello. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated, unauthorized source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral. We aren't always polite, but we are being let loose in the medium-sized prop warehouse to pick out what we'd most like to wear as a hat. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at keepdancingpod. We're also making an effort to spread ourselves over as many platforms as possible. So when we remember, we'll be on YouTube and Spotify and um, all of the other places that you find the podcasts. Hey, right. That was a show. That was certainly a show. (laughs) Uh, it felt weirdly front-loaded. Like, the past few weeks, it's felt like they they really withheld content from us until the very end of the show. But in this one, it was very bam, bam, bam. It was weird, because it was like, yeah, all the, like, the really good stuff was right at the front, and then mm. the last two things were dire. Um and there were some would, peaks would, and trials and the rest. I would go with the last half hour of the show was very troubling. Yeah. <laughs> and the degree I, of producer manipulation, if they think that we're silly enough to think just if we put Mike at the end with a jaunty Charleston, we're going to think it's good because it's come at the end and it's it's fun and the judges are going to praise it. Like, we... It's not that much by numbers yet, although we're heading in that direction. I, I, I am starting to feel a little bit insulted by it, uh, but yeah. they are keeping me quite entertained with frocks, etc. Shall we do some dances then? Um, I don't think there was any... Uh, oh, before we do the dances, we've got to deal with the increasingly cursed nature of the 2019 series uh, in that it has actually knocked Will uh, Will out and he won't be competing. Yeah, and he's sounding slightly dubious about, you know, his Olympics, which obviously is somewhat more important. Yeah, that is... We were speculating about this last week that it would be really bad if we Jade Johnson a potential gold gold medal winner. Yeah, yeah, that would be orcs. His it takes two interview was really really sad, and I don't know whether that was because, well, it was a combination of just him being sad to genuinely leave the competition, and because underneath it he does know he's messed up his Olympic opportunity. I hope not, but he did seem very emotional. Yeah, like that was a serious leg brace he was in. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that that looked like the thing my brother wore when he snapped his ankle. You could practically pick up TV seri- uh, signals with it. I, I'm assuming that they make them sign a waiver saying that they're yeah. not responsible for them losing work as a, respo- as a result of getting injured on the show. Probably. I mean, the I, I don't know what Strictly's lawyers are like, but I know what um, the news quiz's lawyers are like, and yeah, the um, the jump probably made you sign a waiver saying that it was okay if you died. Probably. Uh, uh, well, yeah, we're not the jump. I, the, yet. the the jumps waivers are pretty um, notorious for that, aren't they? Because they they crocked most of their do you almost kill people. Well, yeah, I mean, ski jumping is dangerous. Also, yeah. just skiing, dangerous. Anyway, let's talk about some dancers. Dancing a quick step, hollering, I'm free, performing inside leg measurements and asking you to ignore the quality, feel the width. It's Karim Zelawal and his partner, Amy. Ooh, suits you, sir. This was so good. This was, it, this was so <laughs> I wanted someone to do it. <laughs> suits you, Karim. Suits you, sir. And the sad thing is, Karim is way too young to get any of those references. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Don't mind me while I just creep, creep, creep uh, back into that. <laughs> and this, this is where I crumble into dust. Um, yeah, some of those, re- some of the the most recent of those references is twenty years old, and the oldest is. Can you stop exploding down the mic? Um, it wasn't me. And, and the oldest is very old. But yes, this was so much better than all of the other dances on the night that it was sort of embarrassing. Yeah, I was just going to say it's it's amazing what happens when you don't put them into some sort of weird kid theme. Who knew? There was just so much content in this as well. It was so impressive. And, like, he was properly leading. I've never really seen a celeb lead like that for quite a long time in ballroom. And, yeah, it just... Animal sound it over everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a word. It wasn't rude. <laughs> it wasn't fair to put them on first, really. Um, because that, by yeah. the time we'd sat through the rest of it, I think that putting that on first made everything else feel slightly worse. Yes. Yeah, it probably didn't help the slightly uh, clunkier routines. But you couldn't put it on last either, because because then the the incredible contrast between that and... Like, imagine that going on between just before Mike's Charleston. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been worse. I oh. wish they'd have done that in a way. Yeah, that would have maybe been fair. Um, I don't know. But so uh, we plot a thing called the winner track, which is the average score of um, couples that win over a number of series of Strictly. And Karim is sort of on it, sort of not on it. He's mm. one of the, clo- the, the people who are closest to the winner track 
at the minute are Kelvin, Michelle and Karim. Saffron and Emma B were on it, but they've fallen away. And Alex Scott has just plonked herself right on top of the winner's track. So now that we're going to have a three-person final, I've really got this horrible suspicion that because I don't think Amy and Karim have got a huge amount of support, I think they might dip out in the semi-final and have Alex there instead if she continues on this track. That is that is cruel and unusual, Vicky. Why are you suggesting this to me? Well, because, right, so my, my guaranteed spots are going to Michelle and Calvin because they are along that winner's track, but they haven't had, well, they had maybe, maybe one outstanding moment, but they're like, they're still growing and there's still like places for them to go. Whereas I feel Karim is too, he's too good to win. Like the best dancer never wins, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I think people obviously love Alex and she's had a really... Um, interesting journey with the swap of partners and getting better and enjoying it. She's got so many kind of like threads of things going on. Do you know she's not numerically the most improved dancer? Is it Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much longer Chris's wife can cope with him being in it. <laughs> she's no, she enough. might start like <laughs> she might start like lurking in a dark alley to like trip him up or something. I as long as I never have to watch that street commercial dance again. Hey, 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 oh we're not God. onto that yet. We're not onto that. We are <laughs> still we're still uh casting, Attempting still order. casting the runes over whether Karim is gonna make it to the final. And well we have been I intend struggling. to make it my business. We've been struggling <laughs> to find a fourth person for the final. And it might be because it is going to be a three-person final. Yeah. I think that's going to... But in terms of uh, post-Strictly job opportunities... Oh, he's sorted. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Let's go see on the West End. He might get to move away from kids' TV. Uh, Provided they stop dressing as as an 11-year-old. Yeah. I did I did like that music for Quick Step. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really the, enjoyed that. The Big Bad Voodoo Daddies, I believe. Mr. Pinstripe Suit. Yeah, and uh, it didn't actually suffer too much for being filtered through the Strictly Band, which is, like, it's quite good when they pick a song that's less well-known but actually uh, survives the arrangement process. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the quite large, medium-sized prop when I wondered whether they'd manipulated it into the the um, the shop thing from like the library of Emma of Lady Emma's prop last week because it was I'd not seen that prop before. It wouldn't be that I, hard to tweak it, would it? I thought it no. was a combination of a bar. Yeah, and possibly, and like. Because it had those, it had those shelves in it. It wasn't like the glass-fronted shelves, like you get in an old clothes shop. It was definitely referring back to stuff from well, like twenty years before Corinne was born. Um, but it worked. It worked, and thank God he's not. Ha- he's had a dance that wasn't crushed by the theming. Go on, yeah. Karim. Yeah. 
dancing a pasadoble of such simmering tension that I've no idea if it'll end up in a fight, a lawsuit, or a hasty encounter in a broom cupboard. It's Michelle Visage and her partner Giovanni. What <laughs> is the vibe between these two? I don't <sighs> know. I think they tried to cover it in the VT by just going Italian. That is genuinely how they try to describe it. It's just New York versus actual Italian. So Gio definitely thinks she's irritating. So I, I don't know. I think they, I think they annoy the shit out of each other actually. But but they're both very professional. Yes, they're such absolute showbiz troopers that they are putting all of that hatred into a stock pot and boiling it down into pure showgirl action. So I, I, I don't know if I'd say that they hated each other. I just think that they definitely rub each other the wrong way. So I, I have a little tidbit here, and that's why I was typing because I just wanted to get the, the story right. <laughs> was um, So my f- friend who I went to see yesterday, her husband works in a place called Cecil Sharp House, which is a studio in Camden where the stri- some Strictly couples will use it to rehearse. So he basically sees uh. couples come in and out. One of them is Giovanni and Michelle. And um, apparently yeah, they do spend a lot of the day shouting at each other. Um, and he, they can't really tell if it's like meaningful or like just how they communicate with each other. But apparently Gio makes um, Michelle do a lot of stuff like over and over again by herself and she doesn't always want to do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) That sounds fun. Uh, Yeah, it sounded strained. (laughs) This is how your Strictly sausage gets made. Oh, and just a side note story as well. Um, my friend, my friend's husband also dressed up as a ghost for Halloween this week at, at work and scared Ali Ash in the cafe at work. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh that's, that's because Ali Ash is a perfect precious, precious cinnamon and yeah, a pure cinnamon heart. roll, a pure heart. Um, okay, but right, Michelle and Gio's actual pasadoble. Once, <laughs> once we put the gossiping. Um, sorry, sorry. Um, the um, as delicious as the gossiping is. Um, so we're doing a pasadoble to Queen. Um, for reasons best known to the Strictly production staff. Um, And we're doing it in a slightly different way so that Michelle is dressed up as Matador-era Madonna and um, it's much more of a bullfighter versus bullfighter paso than uh, your traditional bullfighter cape bull ending in a death paso. Yeah. Yeah. It it reminded me of the one from Ukraine that you posted the video on the Twitter ages ago. Oh, the one from... Like the same sex one. Yeah, yeah. So in uh, Strictly Ukraine, they had a partner swap week and... um, this result, the one-off partner swap week, resulted in two girl, uh, in two same-sex pairings, one girl-girl and one boy-boy. And the boy-boy one did a pasadoble where they were fighting over the affections of an evil queen in a, a like absolutely not at all homoerotic manner. <laughs> 
Um, the girl girl one was worth watching as well. Show notes. I, I tried watching it, but they'd taken the video off. Oh. So I, I have to find another. Oh, well. I mean, they're, they're heavily full of chocolate adverts, those Ukrainian Strictly videos. Um, but yes, it did have that energy to it. It's just a shame that Michelle wasn't like quite as into all the shapes as Gio was. Because the the not actually pairing and mirroring each other made no. it look like she was like giving it less than he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I I think I messaged the group chat about it. The only thing that let it down was the the track. Um, I'm really not into the rock passos and rock tangos. They don't hit the spot for me at all. But. Um, I enjoyed the concept of it and the sort of switch where the cape peplum skirt thing came off. Bum cape. And, hmm? Bum cape. Bum cape. When the bum cape came off and she was just in the Mafetar jacket and they weren't having a really good go at mirroring. Like we've said a number of times throughout the competition so far, actually Michelle's dancing isn't as... Uh, highly skilled as Karim's but she's selling it really really well um, so yeah I, I really enjoyed it I uh, have no complaints whatsoever I did not really love her matador skirt coat dress thing because at some points it did look a bit like she was wearing a bathrobe but once yeah. it was gone once it was gone, it was great. But if the matador jacket had been cut like a couple of inches higher, and the waist was a bit more cinched. Yeah, I don't know. The trousers were a bit too sort of like the trousers were a bit flappy. I don't know. I, I get like the styling it was trying to evoke, but I don't know. I just the bottom half looked a bit like office wear <laughs> if ever there was if ever there was a case for doing a passo in like cigarette pants or something mm. with lycra she'd looked awesome yeah wow I, they, they always like to keep a skirt shape even when they're making somebody dance in trousers though don't they mm. yeah Huh. Um, so we don't know what Michelle and Gio are doing next week, but we do know that Karim has got a Viennese waltz next week. Um, next week, we might start seeing a, a, an Argentine tango, maybe? Mm. Ooh. And they normally give the first Argentine tango to somebody for whom it would be thematically appropriate. Someone such as a Michelle Visage? Maybe. Um, Mike, Mike, yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Just had to I hate out you there. right now, Hi. Vicky. <laughs> so sorry, Mike. I think I would rage quit. Uh, I wouldn't be able You've just watch. gone off my Christmas card list. Have holes. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. I. I feel like we're gonna have Michelle around for a while anyway. I feel like Michelle's now consistent enough to be a like secure finalist. I'd be upset if she's not. 
And going into this series, I was like just hoping she would be half decent and maybe make Blackpool. But now, like, like when Katie Darren was in it as a big fan, like I was, I, I got more invested. I was like, yes, yeah, she has to be in the final. And the same with Michelle now. What's what week is the Drag Race finale? <laughs> About three or four weeks away, is it? Yeah, I that think gets, so. That gets her to the musicals week. Hmm. That, oh, is that the, that's the quarterfinal, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God, we've still got there to go, don't we? <laughs> come on, Meg. Come on. We love I don't that know. show. It just Meg, It felt like we've show. already lived through that horror. But that was just, just because, movies week. Yeah, just because nobody can tell the difference between movie movies week and musicals week anymore doesn't mean that we have to stop um, defining it. Um, do we want to do five minutes of Drag Race chat? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so it was girl group week in Drag Race. Yeah, and, and Cheryl Hall actually had a point. <laughs> Although occasionally she literally failed to read the room in a, yeah. an astoundingly epic manner. Yeah. Um, what and we saw that Viv had some weaknesses. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, rather than just being uh, like a, an armor-plated drag machine. Um, it was quite interesting, though, that they managed to get MNEK in to produce the traditionally dreadful singles, which, weirdly, in this reality, it wasn't dreadful? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy them, but they weren't the worst. Yeah. Um, some, some of the queens can sing. Some of them mm-hmm. can rap. Yes. Um, I was obviously impressed with Davina DeCampo's uh, whistle tone because we already knew she could sing from uh, All Together Now and her general career and everything. Um, but I, I didn't know she could do that. Yeah. Alarmingly, though, um, some Eurovision casuals have started suggesting that we ought to send the Frock Destroyers version of that song to Eurovision. Um, <laughs> and luckily, we've the BBC have signed themselves up to a deal and that won't be happening. Yeah, yeah. luckily, um, <laughs> uh, record label politics means that hell no, that won't happen uh, because that would be a dreadful idea because I don't know if you could feel the auto-tune on that track, but I could. Yeah. Uh, who do we think is going to win? I was very sad to lose Crystal. Because I was sad to lose Crystal, but... She, she's beautiful, and she's an aerialist, and she has lovely clothes. And we didn't really get yeah. to see her be an aerialist. She posts amazing videos of her uh, of her shows. She was doing uh, some very nice rope inversions in a full rubber cat suit. Wow. Mm. Get that on Strictly. <laughs> I, not, really... not, not Mike doing it, though. No, I really don't know who is in the thing. Like, I think they're trying to set Bagger up. I think I that's really, a bad idea. I don't think that's great. No, I because you know she um, performed at a Tommy Robinson rally, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's a giant ukifer. Yeah, um, so yeah. Uh, like, while while she might want to wrap herself in the Union Jack. Uh, I I might not want to facilitate in that wrapping. Yeah. I feel like the whole reason they like highlighted Viv having a bad week was so that like 
if she's going to do really well, it's like she's at least had some sort of journey. Um, I, I can handle the Vivian winning. Yeah, I, I think she's the most solid, to be honest. Yeah. Um, shall we go back to Strictly? Just one more thing on, so. on one more thing on Drag Race. Um, you know how every week we say it's the same show. Um, you know that video Strictly posted on Saturday morning with like the legs and the other bodies. Oh um, yeah. That like that was a mini challenge in season six. <laughs> like, and I nearly like went onto the group chat and was like, the same show. It is the same show. <laughs> Dancing the Samba to a song by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber, which surely created a portal to summon evil into this world. It's by Countess Emma and her partner, Aliash. No excuse for that song choice. Oh, none whatsoever. No. And I feel that the absolute lacking in any kind of bass of that song was partially responsible for her samba looking quite so limp like she was always yeah. going to struggle but it did not come together we need you need a, a good bass line for rooting your samba surely one thing she's got really good at over the course of the series was like selling things up top so that you didn't actually know it was rubbish because without like without looking at the body too much from her face she looked like she's having a great time um yeah. and there's quite a lot to be said for that it was that that sort of fixed smile um when you realize uh, when you're hosting a, a gala and you realize the canapes are making people sick <laughs> <laughs> a very relatable image for everybody there uh, but yeah, so so that's it for the Viscountess. No more Aliash with cute animal videos. What are we gonna do? Well, he's gonna be he's been Elton John in the result show, and he was also in the Emily Sanday song. He's gonna be doing some overtime, I'm sure, <laughs> as, as an extra in other routines. He is the hardest working Aliash in show business. He is. Plus, with Jeanette being out as well, I guess it means I can, you know. Spend more time together. Have a life. Bless them. I also think it's uh, lovely to see what... And and we say it nearly every series anyway with him because he's just such a nice guy. He treats his celeb partner so well. He seems just genuinely encouraging and respectful and, Mm. you know, teaching them the stuff that they need to actually progress and, and choreographing to their abilities. And I think, you know, that can't be said enough. Uh, how He's... much we enjoy seeing that more than we enjoy... The other thing. The yeah. other stuff. He's so attentive and, like, he's had his share of kind of so-so partners, but he has never at any stage phoned it in or become, like, disengaged with it. He's always been 100% there for his partner. Mm-hmm. Mm. and Jeanette as well this all applies to Jeanette yeah I would say that they both come at it in a very similar way and it's really nice and it makes me continue, it's one of the things that I really continue to enjoy with watching the show and one of the reasons I keep coming back to Strictly is that I see a much more um, genuine and wholesome interaction between the celeb and their pro 
Yeah, yeah. most people of the time. Think, people think that reality TV is all about drama and conflict, but um, like what went a bit off with the Bake Off this year, what we actually like to see is people being kind, uh, sharing their skills, improving at stuff, and having a lovely time. Mm. And there's, there's definitely other pros who could learn from Elias. Yeah, mm. there are. I wonder Most who. Definitely. I wonder who we could possibly be referring to. Name. <laughs> Dancing the Viennese waltz and sneakily slipping Bruno a restraining order. It's Kelvin Fletcher and his partner Oti. Oh my God! Before we start talking about this dance, can can Bruno please stop thigh robbing? It's really grim. <laughs> It's just so grim. He's like Vic Reeves in a velvet suit. I was just going to say it's very Vic Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Karim, that's another reference you won't get. Oh, so young. Um, there was a lot of, on, on Twitter, there were a lot of people posting pictures of things that were sort of grey and monumental and saying that they didn't think much to Kelvin's outfit. <laughs> I saw an Easter Island Moai statue. Um, I, I saw a grey bollard. I saw um, like a sort of a single standing stone. And the one that I posted, because I thought it matched him in shape as well as colour, was uh, the top of a drain pipe. You know, the top of a down pipe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of trapezoid I'm- in a matte grey. He nice. is he is a smeg fridge. Yeah. There weren't any Matt Gray smeg fridges, Meg, otherwise I would have gone there. Uh he's maybe he's got a bit maybe he's got a bit more like industrial catering fridge in that outfit, but Ooh, ooh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, he's now a big stainless steel brushed chrome fronted industrial fridge. <laughs> but he did he's... not waltz like a fridge. No, no. He is developing quite some grace. I uh, I actually watched him as well as Oti this week. Yes, it's a good sign. Yes, that's a good sign because he has really suffered with the the somebody's dancing with Oti effect. But I I am starting to see him now. In see, all I'm not. Like glory. Vicky. I just no. I'm still not seeing him really. Um, I like found the last couple of weeks forgettable, and I still found this ballroom like one a few weeks ago that I spoke about, and it was just not containing the brooding masculinity through that shirt, <laughs> um, and yeah, just a bit blocky, and the fleckle wasn't great; it was a little bit underpowered, and I don't know. I'm like, I, he's coasting; he's definitely coasting, and he's fine, but I'm not. I'm there for OT, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who's not there for Odi? Has he had his off week yet? Uh, hmm. It's like he's had a lot of, like, early 30s. Like, like he got 28 for an early ballroom one. He got 33 for the cha-cha. Like, and they're all kind of okay, like, bordering on good. So I don't know if he's ever going to have a bad dance. He's just, like, other than in sort of pure grubby public service perving he's not really <laughs> excelled yet apart from that first samba 
No, not really. He's got to do something, and he's got to do it quite quite soon. I well, it'll be interesting to see what their couple's choice is like. Oh, I wonder what kind of couple's choice they actually do. Yeah, Did anyone... last year it was a like a theatre one, wasn't it? Mm. I just thought, you know, when he was in the Wikipedia Illusions Lounge and he said, oh, I've got a fantasy of Craig giving me a standing ovation... I was like, well, that's happening That's happening at Blackpool then, isn't it? Yes, Blackpool is where all of the Act 2 storylines come to a head. Um, so, yeah, and Kelvin's, Kelvin's will be, he seeks approval from Craig. Craig gives him the approval. Um, and Yeah, possibly with a Debbie McGee trademark bow thing. Oh, okay. So uh. the dancers that he could do something special with, He's not done his Paso yet. I'm expecting that to be quite powerful and good. Um, an American Smooth? I don't know whether he can sell that. And he's got a quick step and a foxtrot left to do, which I think that might be quite good. I reckon he's going to get a 40 for a Paso in Blackpool. Put it out there now. 40 Paso Blackpool. Do you know, that sounds about right, and they will lose all restraint and make him take his top off. Um, yeah, rip it, rip it like Hulk style. And yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know that's going to happen. We're getting quite good at doing the old psychic predictions now. I kind so of have no can't. fear. I'm just like, because it's going to happen. <laughs> we just can't get rid of Mike, though, despite our best efforts. Oh, well, I mean, anything we say about him is now going to be construed as abuse, so... Uh. Uh, have we had our say on Kelvin and Oti? Uh, other than, that frock! Oh, that frock. Yes. Just composed entirely of starlight and wishes. Dancing the salsa and doing three seconds of half-assed basketball with a right face on, exactly like me in year nine, it's Saffron Barker <laughs> and her partner, AJ. Saffron is just all the year nine. Emily? Oh, I hated netball as well. Oh, God. Too short for it. Well, I'm not too short for it. And they made me be on... They made me be on some form of netball team once as a substitute and it was horrible and I hate competitive team sports and it wasn't very coordinated and it was rubbish. It was rubbish. Uh, but Saffron and AJ. Yeah. Uh, she looked like she was having a lovely time. Right. I've got some technical notes from Elliot who can't be with us again today um right so elliot's technical notes i asked elliot oh who's put this smeg in the whatsapp group (laughs) (laughs) not me me it was me i asked i asked elliot why did saffron why did saffron salsa look lumpy and elliot says Saffron looked lumpy because she wasn't getting the figure eight. It was all hips and not using her ribs, and she was picking up her feet, which makes you look very heavy going back down. Um, Elliot is going to be doing us another thoughts from Elliot that we'll put on the Twitter feed um, uh, when this podcast's 
uh, done and dusted. Uh, so you will get to hear from the delightful Elliot. Um, but yeah, we uh, I have once more suffering from this thing of AJ is telling her to put her body in various positions, but he's not exactly teaching her to dance. Accurate. Yeah. Well, well, when they when they announced the songs on Tuesday, I did literally read this as salsa by instructions. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, basically. Do you think they look like you know when you do an IKEA flat pack? Do you think that's what the instructions look like? Yes, and I think they're missing some of the parts, at least some of the screws. Oh, it's not. They've turned over two pages at once. <laughs> um. I thought it was absolutely hilarious when the Barbie skirt went over his face. Like, that was was always going to happen. A beautifully telegraphed moment of comedy, um, which they couldn't have done that if they tried. No, and they couldn't really properly make reference to it, but you could tell (laughs) that they were all dying to. Oh, my God. (laughs) All her outfits are really like gussety and flashy, though, and mm. she's I'm uncomfortable young. with it. She's no, young. I don't like it. Yeah, and because she's young, that's why. That's exactly why she shouldn't be on telly in a big pair of M&S pants. Jim Knickers. Jim Knickers. Jim Knickers. <laughs> yeah. At, at least when she did the actual dance, um, she was wearing the right colour shoes because. Um, that really bothers you, doesn't it? It does, but on the Guardian live blog for for last night, obviously the press photo they were using must have come from the dress rehearsal, and she was wearing black heels in that one, and I was just like, Wah! and then when I was watching it, because I was watching it Saturday Sunday morning, I was very pleased to see that for the actual dance, she was wearing matching shoes. Because mm. it, it really... It makes it worse when they're dancing... Badly or lumpily, if there's additional things that are highlighted. Oh, so you preemptively got angry about it, and then you had, didn't even need to be angry about it. <laughs> well, I got I got preemptively grumbly. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, has saffron plateaued? Yes. yes. <laughs> that was very definite, guys. Very definite, very brutal. So she's got. It seems like she's somehow done less dances than the others. Um, she's got a waltz, a foxtrot, a, no, a waltz, a quick step, a Viennese waltz, an American smooth, and a Charleston left, and a samba. Oh my god! <laughs> and a rumba. I think, no, what? no, seriously. I think we. I think we've seen the season's worst rumba and an Argentine tango, but I don't think we need to worry about that. I reckon Blackpool, and I think she's probably going to do a Charleston at Blackpool. We can't get rid of them all at Blackpool. Maybe Mike will knock out Saffron at Blackpool. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> be the careful. true destroyer. Be careful in this our you... year of the Lord two thousand and nineteen. Be careful, the true destroyer. Be careful what you speak into existence, Vicky. <laughs> I'm just feeling really I, wild. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought by naming it, I thought by naming it, you destroyed its power. Um, yeah. Yeah. By, um, 
I I feel yeah very wild and free at this point in the series. The producers have made it clear to us that there's no rules and nothing matters, um, and so I feel that I can um, adapt the same approach. Let's go crazy. <laughs> um, do you know what I did like? I liked the use of retail grid wall behind them. I love a bit of grid wall for retail anyway. It's really, really versatile. And I, and I do think it catches the light quite beautifully. Do you know what my favourite retail shelving is, Emily? I like the chrome wire racks. I, like, I especially like the ones where you can get a bit of a wine rack thing going in. I like them for food sales. Yeah, well, that's usually using grid wall, isn't it? Oh, as a back. I, as a back. Oh, no, I'm talking freestanding here. All right. No, yeah, I like, I've got some matte black grid wall in one of my shops and um, it it just looks spectacular. Uh, May I insert a thyrob.gif for the matte black grid wall? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, what's your favourite retail shelving? <laughs> Write in at keepdancingpodcast.com. <laughs> I just thought it was a good use of a versatile thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't always have to go to the medium-sized pop prop warehouse, do you? No, sometimes you just nick the shelving from the medium-sized prop warehouse. All those hats and wigs just tossed to the floor. Precisely. I tire of this. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we talked about the dancing? That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did did we miss out talking about Saffron's dancing at all? Sort of, but never mind. No, No, we we sort of. We should. We should. We'll go back. we had Elliot's critique, and that was sort of enough to cover it. Um, strictly, it's maybe 25% a dance show. Yeah. Dancing the American smooth and leaving us to imagine the off-screen heartfelt yearning of Neil. It's Alex Scott and her partner, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. It's a bit grim how Alex has suddenly got really good now she's dancing with Kevin. But, yeah, but I mean, it, like, it must be really hard to concentrate if you're having, um, like, if you really fancy someone, but you're having to work with them. So maybe she is managing to learn it better. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, so they're oh. not just sort of uh, laughing in, in romantic comedy slow-mo, uh, slow-mo fashion anymore in the training room. There's actually somebody who's not part of their thing who's in the room who's like, chop, chop, let's get, let's get doing some dancing. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's pasty flesh has like ruined their vibe and it's all like... <laughs> <laughs> Tasty flesh. Um, <laughs> but this was this was such a beautiful routine. She's come so far. And it's been a while since an American Smooth just made me smile like that from start to finish. 
obviously it's aided by, you know, one of the all-time great Motown songs, but it was one of those routines where everything more or less comes together. Inobtrusive theming, a gorgeous frock, a beautiful song, and just some really nice, light-hearted, light dancing. It was light. Yes. I have to agree with all of that. It was a dance-themed dance. I enjoyed that enormously. Yes. <laughs> Elliot says in the WhatsApp group, I see you've reached the Kelvin portion of the podcast. <laughs> well, we had at that point. <laughs> we had. Um, so I'm just looking up Elliot's um, technique notes because I asked him, what is Alex doing now that she wasn't doing in week one and two? And he reckons Alex has improved her top line and her core, and even more so her spine. She's stretching out more to her left, which in turn is letting Kevin and Neil have more control of her in rotation figures and movement, and they're more connected as one, which presumably is killing Neil. And <laughs> um, it's quite nice that they're doing they're doing the post dance uh, strictly insta content as a threesome. Yeah. Well, I think I think Neil's so heavily involved, just not oh, yeah. dancing. He did the choreography, and like that is a thing that for when the dan- when the pros work with an external choreographer, it would be quite nice to see how the choreographer thought it went as well, because they're part of the team. Yeah, particularly yes. when they're doing like some of the really ambitious stuff and it's out of the pros comfort zone as well. Although that would mean we would have to hear from Tommy Franson quite a lot. No, maybe not. So I should consider what I'm suggesting here. Undo, undo. Undo. Yes, so has Alex really changed tracks? She she looked like she was struggling, but she's now she's now right up on the winner's track uh, in terms of her weekly scores. Like I feel like there's maybe a twenty five percent shift in dancing improvement and a seventy five percent shift in improvement in like not and not attitude, but you know her confidence and everything, and actually enjoying it, which is transmitting, which is probably enough. Yeah, she's like she's beaming and glowing. But I don't normally care for that sort of stuff, but it was so lovely <laughs> to see. Yeah. And she's already <laughs> done the strictly alumnus thing of presenting the one show. So, like, what mountains left are there to climb? <laughs> Should be, like, knocking Gabby Logan off any sort of sports anchoring <laughs> stuff. She's just really nice. I I wouldn't be surprised... To see her, to see that she's doing very well in the public vote. Yeah, yeah. She's just so likable, and she's had the the misfortune of Neil uh, breaking himself. Will Neil be back next week? Hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't think he would have said he'd be back if he thought there was a chance he wouldn't be. That's. True. I really, I really hope he is back. Yeah. But it's it's nice that Kevin's had something to do for a couple of weeks. It's kept him off Twitter. True. He has been a lot quieter than we were expecting. 
Yeah, actually. He's, but he's even been quieter than when he was hanging around with Annika. His, uh, his podcast this week was a nice chat with his mum and dad. Oh, that's quite sweet, actually. Yeah. Oh. So do we think he's calmed down a bit? Maybe he was just absolutely raging that he was dancing with Annika. But why would you be raging? He did just come on Twitter once because someone had said, there's no getting rid of Kevin Clifton, is there? And he just retweeted going, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. That, that is quite funny. Um, uh, he has his moments. He has his moments. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're not. Dancing the couple's choice and meeting Spuggy down the grove for a Coca-Cola and some high-risk paintball. Again, another reference that Corinne won't understand. It's Chris Ramsey and his partner, Karen. Back, back in the dawn of time, children. Back before <laughs> Simon Cowell was a twinkle in ITV's eye, there was a show called Biker Grove, and on it were two small, larval forms of Saturday Night Entertainers by the name of Ant and Deck. Only we call and, them... And or Deck. And or Deck. Uh, uh, Ant nor Deck. Uh, only we called them PJ and Duncan at the time. And... Uh, yeah, the Northeast. Vote for Chris Ramsey because of your geographical location. <laughs> I, I have to quibble with that because I mean, Hull's in the Northeast, and I don't think they'd be voting for a Nuki. Well, it, like, where does the North start? Where does the Northeast start? Nobody ever really talks about the Northwest. No. Are, are we all like, with the whole the program consciously referring to it as the Northeast because they don't think we know where Newcastle is? Like, is that? Is that too much? I, I think he wanted to uh, incorporate the whole of the T's region. Because otherwise, like, he would, they get a bit twitchy. He would, he yeah. would take, like, he'll take Durham, he'll take Middlesbrough, whether or not Middlesbrough is currently in Yorkshire or not. Like, he will have Berwick upon Tweed, he will have everything as far west as possible uh, and as far south as possible, as long as it's within the northeast and can therefore vote for him. And, you know, given that it's a London-based programme, the North East is there be dragons. everywhere up. There be dragons. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's everywhere up from the Watford Gap. So It really I, is. I believe that is where the North starts, yes. Traditionally, yeah. yes, from, from London, yes. Um, but, right, so I'm still not sure what this was that they were doing. So this was it, a street dance couple's choice, and it just felt really badly judged. Yeah. It, it was all wearing sparkly bucket hats for crying out loud. I like. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was awful. I there was one thing that I really did like though, and that was the false perspective trick of putting the boombox on the table and then having Karen be dancing on an actual So they had a small medium-sized ju- uh, <laughs> boombox and a large medium-sized boombox and like, yep. that reveal was pretty good. But everything else I was just like, well, you know, we asked for Karen to do a send-up of the street dance routine she did with Charles Venn. 
but she did just a send up of the concept of street dance. Yeah. I didn't like this. I don't like the song anyway. I don't get it. I don't think it's ironically funny. I don't know why the tracksuits were green and pink. They weren't green, they were grey. It's just the lighting made them look like a sort of a dirty khaki green. Like really, I, they look teal on my screen. Yeah, but they when really they were teal. when they were up in the Winkterior Illusions Lounge, they were like slate grey. But because it's a shell suit, it was slightly shiny, so it was picking up the lights really weird. Really weird because it made it look like they were in a weird teal and a uh, hot pink in a sort of a, a crazed homage to nineties goalie strips. Yeah. 90s goalie strips were more tasteful than that. Vicky, in your role as a dance critic, do you <laughs> get a chance to know what is good and what is not good in the field of street dance? Um, no, I make it all up as I go along, um, and I'm not. <laughs> um, I, I avoid seeing this kind of stuff because I just don't know about it, and I feel like me talking about it is kind of disrespectful. So... <laughs> So, sorry, that's not the answer you wanted, is it? But uh, so I just was a bit uncomfortable with this because it was probably it was probably insulting people inadvertently. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of the same conclusion that I've come to. That like I'm not sure what they were trying to do, uh, and whether I should be uh, upset by it or not. Yeah, I, I yeah I was in exactly the same place because I was like, oh, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't be like, enjoying this for several reasons. I mean, I know they're trying to be entertaining, but this, yeah. Oh, they, no. They were they were taking the <laughs> and we're not sure who they were taking the out of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really objected to the, like, the under the plexiglass thing because the plexiglass was just so scratched and scuffed. Yeah, if you well, where did like, they why find would you even that? do that? If you're going to do that, it's a one shot and it's clean perspex every time. Yeah. It's not the perspex stage that everyone has danced on. Um, because with, they wheel that out. footprints from dress run on it. Yeah. At mm. least get some Windex out, lads. Well, I mean, like, it could have been less tasteful. It could have ended up with a paintballing accident. Oh, God. Um, but... But thankfully, the, the BBC's Equalities Commissioner came down and stopped that from happening. Just thinking about what you were saying about how we were sort of like unsure what to make of it and we're not really qualified to judge it. Then when there's two ballroom and Latin judges sat there and two kind of West Endy theatrical judges sat there, they don't really know what to make of it either. So we just all sort of shrug and go, well, you had to go. Great. You communicated some fun to us. Um, But like, this is now, this is now marking the point where Chris is, is is jumping the shark like in a normal series of strictly he would be the last comedy trier left in yeah he'd be he'd be on his way out yeah but he'd be the last one standing and right now i don't know what's going on it's like the battle of the hmm but mm. <laughs> like, we've got a lot of them to get rid of and we've not got ma- that many weeks left to go and some good people are going to miss out on the final. 
which happens every year and we do generally get through it it's just that we're gonna lose some of the genuine final contenders for the sake of other contestants we shall not name Comedy acts that are being kept in for no reason any of us can actually understand. Well, I did notice that Chris doesn't have any tour dates during Q1 next year. Oh, so he's probably on the tour then. Yes. Fine, whatever. And Karen Karen usually does the tour. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. Uh, so make of that what you will. This is a conspiracy theory pod. Dancing the rumbo with faint yet unmistakable hints of vorderman. It's Emma Barton <laughs> and her partner, Anton. Does everyone oh, really it reminded me of Does everyone really vividly remember this rumba? Can we all just talk about that? The Vorderman rumba. Um oh. a, a, a sublimely awkward ninety seconds of television. Yeah, with Paul Killick and she oh so, yeah, sorry. So sexy faces yeah deployed haphazardly her dancing by herself for the first few bars and doing a sexy face yeah yeah the rumba is a minefield of awkwardness and and last night anton just sent emma out into that minefield without even a safety with without even a safety vest Mm. I think my WhatsApp instant reaction this morning basically summed up my entire feelings about that dance, which was chiefly the nauseous face followed by the uh, puking face. I couldn't tell whether it was supposed to be funny or not. No, it was meant to be a whole... uh, the, The beginning with the whole... Glasses, glasses removing and the why Mr. Dubeck was you're that beautiful. Was that supposed then, to be what mature sexy looks like? Because I, no. I don't know, but it, it did look like Emma was like gonna grab his face and like Glasgow kiss him. <laughs> it was, it was, we're all we tempted. We're all tempted, Emma. More. We're all tempted. Um I there was one really horrible move that I never want to see again, and it was when he grabbed her by the back of the hair, oh. dipped her down ragged her up, then dipped her down again. And that just looked like an assault. Yeah, that looked like <laughs> domestic abuse. Quite frankly, it was... that uh, The whole dance just skeeved me. I am glad that he got what for from the judges for choreographing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's made no impression on him. And because he's got voted through... Mm. Like he he's got significant public vote off the back of that trouncing from Shirley. And so he's seen that as a vindication that he can talk over the judges and he can be quippy and dismissive. This is this is not the first time he's done it though. He's no. done it to Shirley before. And I can't remember if he got voted through afterwards or not. But, I don't remember um, him doing it to Len. No, he definitely he definitely did it to Shirley when she took over as head judge. Has Shirley ever like actually beaten beaten him in a competition? Do you think <laughs> they are of the same era? <laughs> yeah, they're from different worlds, though. Really, <laughs> so, isn't it? Like, yeah, no, yeah. sorry, Shirley's yeah. Latin. Yeah. Latin. Mm, he's boring. Anton clearly isn't. <laughs> it, no, 
that the 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 uh, statement of the century there. <laughs> like uh, the Shirley's face when Tess was like, "So did that have chemistry?" I was like, "That that." The, the expression she pulled was life. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> oh, and a moment of appreciation for Shirley's extreme luck this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, just... Right. The series... That was, th- that was their opportunity to get rid of him. Yep. But the the criticism from Shirley would have been so harsh it would have acted as a public vote trigger. Yeah. You know how the rumba is like Shirley's dance? I genuinely think she probably found the whole thing insulting, like, given what Anton had created and danced himself to. Like, it was probably terrible from both sides. That's probably what wound her up. And the fact that Anton clearly hadn't taught her the dance um, or any technique and... It's just too lazy. No, the object of the dance from Anton's view was for him to dance and Emma to stand there and take it. But the thing is, Emma Emma can is really capable and like she did a lovely um, développé halfway through this that like is not obviously like really part of Rumba but is still like a beautiful step and she did it really nicely. So she has some ability there and it's so frustrating. He he acted. He gloated when he found out he was getting to dance with her. And I can't believe he's chucked it away like this. Mm. Does he think that he's getting to the final by default? If I have to be lurk in a dark alley with an iron bar. There's been a lot of lurking <laughs> in alleys tonight. Um, We're getting I'm a lurking in alley sort of person. When you, when you see the clip of the reaction when they got through... Oh, that mm. was disgusting. Awful. Oh, it was grim. Again, underlines that thing of he is seeing this as his, his victory, his victory, not not to do with his celeb. Yeah, um, they had totally separate. What Kevin was doing. Yeah, totally separate reactions. Like Emma sort of stood still and said thank you, and he was off camera jumping around. It was just yeah, they're so so separate. Although Very I really separate. liked. I really like that she did um, British sign, sign language. Thank you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, and she's not the she's not the only one who's done it. Um, actually, I've seen a couple of the others do it, and I think in Halloween, Saffron tried to say Happy Halloween oh. while um, they were dancing. Yeah. I think, but it I read went it, a bit yeah. wrong. <laughs> Rand I, brought it in last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rand and Jeanette did it. Yeah. I read an article, um, there was something I saw online about this this week, and um, Shirley, when she came on last week, did um, the, did a ghost, um, the word for ghost, Aww. when she came on. Um, so next week, we have the um, dubious delights of Emma's uh, couple's choice theatre jazz routine. Maybe if I get a gin IV... <laughs> I might make it through. So, what what famous musical leading man do you think Anton's going to uh, oh. set himself up as? Anton wants to be Bob Foss. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, with all the grimness <laughs> that that nope. entails. Um, okay, um, well, I'm going to be in Iceland next weekend, so you're on your own. <laughs> 
you're on your own with that, and... May, you, you'll be able to hear the shrieking. May God have mercy on our souls. <laughs> <laughs> may the odds be ever in our favour. <laughs> Dancing a Charleston that, as we predicted last week, got 30 points for trying. It's Mike Bushell <laughs> and his partner Katya. Imagine what this would have got if he'd done it right. <laughs> oh. well, I didn't throw her. They'd have, they'd have found another 10 paddle to give him a 50. <laughs> He's starting to look really sad now in the dance-offs. Like, yeah. I hope he feels guilty. You have to end this at some point. You have to stop putting him through. Someone the, has to put him out of his misery. Nobody's voting for this. Apart from your mum, Vicky. Yeah, I know. But they're not voting in large enough numbers to justify him being in the competition. No. Because he keeps popping up in the dance-off. And that's with the help of the judges' scores. So it is definitely he hasn't got the public vote. You know, it can't be overstated that he hasn't got the public vote. You can't be a crowd... Because the judges are doing everything to help him and the show is doing everything like he got a full production number on last um like huge praise from the judges nothing the world's longest vt well yeah they had to set up two flipping oh air balloons yeah medium-sized yeah um but like as as they finished the second time round in the dance-off there was some proper like sad dog look in his eyes. <laughs> Katya, Katya is giving it the full thousand yard stare. They, they clearly had quite a rough week last week with the online abuse, which obviously don't do. At least. No. It's, it's, not don't, their, don't. it's not their fault. They, they probably had about as much of this as they can take. Um, the show just keeps reanimating them. What is their agenda, though? What do they want from this? But, right, the thing with the Ed Balls thing was that Ed Balls was actually quite a mover. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I was, and I realised I was thinking of the wrong thing, the John Sargent, where he bowed out because... It was getting ridiculous. He can't, though, now. It was getting ridiculous. So John Sargent, in 15 years ago, could withdraw because he wouldn't be giving yeah. into online bullies. But if Mike Bushell withdraws, True. he's giving into online bullies, and we can't be said to do that. Well, so uh, John Sargent had the public vote. He never was yeah. in the bottom two, I think. Uh, but yeah. That's also true. Yeah. When, yeah, when Mike starts chirping up with "I might win this," <laughs> we, we know oh. we're in trouble. <laughs> he, at least we I, know he can't win this because we know he doesn't have the public vote. Yeah, I mean that's that's one small shred of comfort because it's it's getting to the point where I'm getting actually cross with the show about it. He can't dance. He isn't learning at the same rate as everybody else. He's actively putting Catcher in situations where she could get injured next. Yeah, and we don't want another pro damaged. Yeah, 
like he threw her out of that lift twice in an evening basically yesterday and it's it's not good for the show to be doing this and the other thing is he's not got many that he can clown about in left no because they've done them all mike has now <laughs> got a waltz a foxtrot vinnie's waltz salsa rumba paso argentine tango couple's choice so like you could foresee you could see him doing a comedy paso to get to blackpool a comedy couple's choice routine in blackpool comedy salsa that's the week after blackpool no if that happens i will i'm i don't actually know would it not be better to give him the dignity and a nice frock exit like let yes. him do let him do a serious waltz in a beautiful suit with Katya in a beautiful dress and just let it happen. Yeah. Like a nice do, a do nice that. suit that doesn't emphasize his sway back and <laughs> push forward stance. Because again they put him in another another waistcoat outfit. His coat thing and it's just to to be honest, the funniest thing about that routine was when his puppy pinged off. <laughs> and then they had to, they had to just keep going. But yeah. you know, like you, you can't be seen on TV without a poppy this week. And uh, because of the way the calendars fall, we've got two compulsory poppy weeks. Yeah. Uh, just, it's hard to see a way that he can exit this sort of in a happy, graceful way. But I think. Letting him do a 100% straight, serious waltz would be, like, it would be quite beautiful. It would it yeah. would be the, the equivalent of dignity in a nice rock. And it, I think that's what we have to hope for, because I don't want him humiliated. As much as he seems bullied. to want that for himself. Yeah, I don't want him and Katya to have a load of abuse levelled at them. I want the show to do what we're asking the show to do by not voting for him, which is eliminate him because he's not being voted for that's the agreement of this structure of reality tv is that yes the judges give votes as their advice but actually the the, the public uh, vote is part of that the the bargain is if we're instructing and by saying we're not voting for this person we need the judges to be aware of that and and not tone deaf to it because it's starting to feel tone deaf. Yeah. Dance wise, he did manage some swivel going forwards, but it's always with the less skilled dancers, the swivel coming backwards that it doesn't quite work <laughs> out. It's really tricky. Mm. Backward I mean, swivel is hard. It's hard. Yeah. I wonder whether the judges would have saved him if he messed up that section that he messed up in the main show again. Yes. I genuinely yeah. think they would. As far as I can tell, they'd save him over every, like a burning building. Um, he hasn't had a he hasn't ever had a slow dance really either. Because I just you said you've got like Foxtrot and Waltz and Viennese Waltz left. He hasn't had. I don't remember him doing a slow dance. He just had frantic, crazy legs everywhere dances. And it would be nice for him to have something a bit. He might have had more chance to improve if he'd have had some slow dances. 
some time to think on choreography whereas uh, mm. as it is it, it's been coming across like I've been given all these moves and shown how to do them and now I've just got to fit them all in in 90 seconds and I'm just going to throw everything at it. I still can't believe he got away with that samba. <laughs> oh, samba. I mean... And that agree. tango. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, that was a show. Shall we have a Frock of the Week? Uh, Always. Mag. Y- yes. Um, OT. Ooh, the sparkles, the sparkles. Mm. Vicky. Um, Alex. Emily. I'm going for Shirley Ballas's tuxedo. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> um, I'm going for Alex's because I could imagine wearing that. I could imagine how, seeing that in every colour of the rainbow. In fact, I'm imagining a rack, like a whole long wall of that frock in red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Just what a beautiful shape and what a beautiful flow it had. Mm. Alex Scott, frock of the week. Thank you, DSI, for making beautiful dresses. And that's it. Still not sure what's happening next week. We'll try and get you some form of podcast. Uh, but as I said, I'm off to Iceland. Please. Yes, that'll be a thing. Um, so thank you for joining me, Meg. Good night. Thank you for joining me, Vicky. Good night. And thank you for joining me, Emily. Good night. Uh, I didn't even say good night, and you all obediently said good night because that's what we do on this podcast. Podcast. <laughs> that's the power of format. So good night to you, dear listener, and thank you for listening. Keep dancing. Mm-hmm.